With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we're back on the air. This is part two of the exciting conclusion of the Hockey Buzzcast for July 12th, 2017. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but Starbucks currently is, is cursing us. So there you have it. Can't hear you, Mike. You're muted. So. Um, <laughs> it's not Starbucks. It's Google. It's Google, I know. Let's not blame anybody, Starbucks. So for those of you who heard us not, maybe we weren't talking about the hur- I think I think the whole Hurricanes thing, which people always complain we never talk about the Carolina Hurricanes. I think we just talked about them off the air, maybe. But I'm, think that, I'm thinking that it was on the air. But Yeah, I think it was. I think we got it all. And we, me and Mike went into it, too. So I think that's enough Hurricanes for a year. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding, Hurricanes, man. I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, that's always Dan's favorite topic. Yeah, no, not at all. As a Harvard yeah. brother, man, Dan's not exactly. Nice. And, and I'm... I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, everybody wants to hear a lot of leaf talk, but I just have to mention this. Um, in typical Lou Lamorello fashion, um, I'm, we're at the practice facility for the Leafs, and um, you know they had their scrimmage, and we interview Lou and ask about seven minutes worth of questions and leave the the facility, and you know there's no big news. I write up my blog and I leave, and sitting at Starbucks and basically half hour after all the media was there, they announced the signing of their first round pick. So they waited until the media left. They and finally, he did it beforehand, obviously. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. You know, maybe he's, I thought he was doing it like psychic, psychically from the Starbucks. You know, no, no. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not you're saying it's Starbucks, not him. Got it. Got it. That's well, his well, assault well, on the lamestream, lamestream media. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay, Sean Hannity. I was trying. Um, oh, oh, oh. Well, I'm just, right, look, we're both Irish, but that's all we have in common. <laughs> trying to show you guys something. All right, so this is what I wanted to show you. By um, the Devils, who I don't know always do great marketing things, but no, I love that. I love this here. So this is the um, this is the Nico shirt, the, the, the I Love to Hockey shirt the Devils are selling, which I think is pretty hip. Is he going to wear number two? Yeah. Really, that's an odd number for a forward. Yeah, that's 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 what I was told at least. So that's oh, that's a cool shirt. They're definitely going this um, you know, the obviously using the Nico complaining Nico thing here, the star and one CO shirts. So yeah, I like uh no, I think it's kinda cool for the devils. I mean they you know, they I have to say some of the some of the things the devils do are really are really creative though. They they have done some things over the years that have impressed me. Like moving to Newark? Like moving, besides that one. <laughs> they should be in short hills, but that's another discussion altogether. But um, yeah, they they though they have a tendency to run some pretty cool events, and you know, and I like what they do. But I thought this was particularly kind of kind of hippish for them. And and when I put it out to some of my friends uh, out there, they were all like, "Oh, you know, yeah, but I love wearing one of these shirts." So it's kind of rare that you see somebody wanting to order devil shirts from my area. But um, so there's a um, yeah, so obviously it, like you know, like you said, Mike, they signed Timothy Lidgeran. Um. To a three-year entry-level contract, but also the yes, and I, I, I've been it's it's been clarified. His name is pronounced Liljegren. Liljegren, okay. Liljegren, okay. There you go. So, but but more than that, the um, 
the other rumor that's out there that's really hot and heavy is that Mark Streit's been offered a contract by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Mark Streit, uh, one year, remember Mark Streit had a good amount of time in... Yeah, like a 60-point season there, didn't he? Yes. He had, at one point, Streit and um, was it Markov were killer together. Yes, they were. Yes. They were I, yeah, he's, he can still run a power play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and for one point five million, I, I I would bet Mark Strait takes this. I know that I know that Strait had wanted to maybe come back to Philadelphia, which is kind of uh, you and I love him. So you know we're not, I, we both know he can help a team. Yeah, he really can, and and a great person, like just and great top, human being. Yes, yeah, top notch person who really cares about young players is great to have around the line locker room. You know, was very upset with being traded last year by the Flyers. I mean, he did end up winning a Stanley Cup, so I'm sure that made it a lot better. But um, he was a. Uh, he was definitely upset because he wanted to stay here and work with the young players. He liked he liked the group that was here. I always respect him because he came to an Islander team that was horrific, and he signed with them as a free agent when no one no one wanted to come here. I mean, and now like they're beating down the doors to get here now, but still, it was really at the bottom of the barrel. And I respect him for coming in when when not many people wanted to. Yeah. Well, I, ironically, I, if if. Strike goes to Montreal. He would basically be going as a cheap option to replace Markov because they don't want to pay Markov six million per for two years. Right. And right, straight based on what he, you know, he's made his money with uh, with the Flyers and then you know getting traded from Tampa to Pittsburgh. You know, he's probably in the position of taking you know a million and a half, two million bucks on a one year deal because he's what 38, 39 years old. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. I think he's thirty eight. Yeah, he's willing to do that. But if he signs there, that all but guarantees Andre Markov not coming back to Montreal. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this maybe maybe they maybe they they help get Markov back. I think Markov is going back to Montreal. I think it's just I think Markov's playing a, a game with this team uh, right now because he hasn't really. The, thing, the reason I say that is because Markov hasn't exactly pushed his wares too much to other teams. You know, talking to other people. You know, they they all everybody everybody I talk to when I ask them, I heard you're interested in markup. You know, like Boston, for example, I had a discussion with them about it, and you know, and you know, we mentioned the other day, Toronto would make sense to go after markup. Um, but but at the end of the day, you know, all those teams come back saying everybody thinks he's going back to Montreal. You know, this is just one of those things that people have this feeling that he's going back to Montreal. Um, well, to to that point, I asked I asked Lou Lamorello in the press in the press room today. I said, you know, you've signed Ron Hainsey, you've added a couple uh, Swedish imports, you think Travis Dermott is close to being uh, ready to play in the NHL. Are you satisfied with the defense that you're going to possibly bring to training camp? And he says, I'm satisfied right. I think I'm satisfied now. I'll let you know at the end of training camp. So, you know, he didn't answer the question, and that's, that's new, and that's very tactical. That is you know, new question, though. If he if he if he finds a way to improve his defense without, you know, uh, it taking way too many prospects, then he'll do that. But yeah. you know, they don't have the cap room right now to sign Markov to what he's asking for for Montreal. The question is, did you feel a cool wind and the hair blow up on the back of your neck as he was talking to you? Because that's usually what happened to me. Like I I have a sense of like you know um, <laughs> that, that that's I'm, pretty good. I'm, I mean, I, I, he'll usually look at you and say. Um, Sure. Tell you, are you satisfied? Sure. You know, or you know, he he, he actually he's the person who taught me the concept of 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 you know GM statements being like milk in a refrigerator that's not on. You know, like that's well, it's gonna go bad. It goes bad. He, 
he actually he actually giggled during my res during the response to my question, and I didn't feel a breeze in the back of my neck, but I did feel it up on top. But I don't have much hair up there anyway, so that's that's you know, that's part of the reason why. <laughs> oh man. So you know what I wanted to talk about today, because we have a few minutes here, and there's not a whole lot of news going on, but I, I did think it was fun while we had Dan on here, was to talk about the Metropolitan Division in general, just for a little bit, because it is such a friggin' it's brutal division. Yeah, I mean, it's the best division in hockey, um, by a lot, I think, you know, and, and even beyond just the fact that you have, you know, the best team, regular season team, and the best playoff team in this division, you know, right off the bat, you've got, you know, the Caps and the Penguins are right there, and, uh, and then after that, I mean... Who has a shot at making it into the playoffs in this division? I mean, that's the big question. Well, I think if you're looking at the teams right now, yeah. right now, obviously they're not all done yet, but if you look at the teams right now, I think the Penguins are the best team in the division. Yeah. Um, I think the Blue Jackets are still there and the Rangers are still there. I think they're very close. They're two and three. I think the Capitals come back to the pack. I still think they're a playoff team, Yeah. but I think they're probably the fourth team in the division and they're probably like the first wild card team. Then you have, if you go to the bottom, you have the Hurricanes and Devils coming up. Uh, I don't think the Devils are there yet, but they're significantly better. The Hurricane, I think the Hurricanes, Flyers, and Islanders are all very close together. Yeah. I, I don't know what order they're in, but they're all very close together. The Hurricanes might have caught the Flyers. I'm not sure yet. Got to look at that goaltending. And you don't, you don't know what the Flyers goaltending either, but I think all three of those teams are fighting for one playoff spot. Yeah, and that's assuming that all five playoff spots come from that division, right? So. And I'm going I'm to say right now that they are. Um, you know, we don't know about the Atlantic right now. I think, you know, I still, know, I still don't know about the Bruins. I don't know if Ottawa can repeat what they did. The Maple Leafs, yes. Uh, Tampa, yes. Montreal is still a playoff team as long as Carey Price is there. Um, right. Buffalo's still a mess. Um, you know, Florida. I, I still, Florida, I still don't know what Florida is. Uh, they should be good if they're healthy, but they can never stay healthy. So I still think the Metro gets four to five teams, gets probably five teams. And if you're asking me right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. But to me, it's, the, it's Florida, Buffalo, the Flyers, the Islanders, and, and Carolina for that last spot, right? So it's, yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. And I think Buffalo's got a serious shot at it. I do. I think so, too. But they just got to clean up their blue line. Yeah. And well, I, 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 think, I think Pittsburgh's going to take a step back, not – significantly but you know two years of going the two years of winning the stanley cup they've lost a couple players especially benino who's i think an important player now they will get latang back but what kind of latang are you getting back that's the question i think the rangers in a way in an odd way are better i mean yeah um, I, I think they're you know they're quicker on the blue line they, you know now with shattenkirk with d'angelo and you know the only thing that's a question mark with them is i think they need help at center and you know unless you know they move jt miller to the, to the middle um washington is going to be a lot worse i mean i think they, they've lost a ton you know they're going to have to rely on a lot of youngsters who played in hershey to come up and play better and that's very possible but i i, I think it's I think it's going to be four and four. I don't know if it's going to be five. Ottawa and you know, Boston. Yeah, like I mean, it's I, I, okay. I, I missed it by a year. I'm again going to predict Ottawa finishing thirtieth. Yeah, I don't see any reason that you would say that because Ottawa was better than just you know, than, than they. I mean, they were really and, good year. They were better than the play. They didn't lose anything. I mean, they lost one player, right? But that's not. I don't know. He's a, but he, he's a very important player, right? I mean, and Thomas Shabbat is Thomas Shabbat is a very good young prospect who will step in. But Mark Mathot was the most important player to the most important player on that team, which is Eric Carlson. And if 
you know, they can find somebody to fit with him like he did with Mathot, then everything is fine. But that there's no guarantee you're going to do that. Plus, you know, you have a couple youngsters, Shabbat and Colin White, who probably joined the team. But everything went right for that team last year. Everything. And I just don't think, you know, I just don't think that that, that, that could have been an organization. So I, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. And, you know, I'm joking to say they're going to finish 30th. But I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they're right in the bubble with the other teams there. I, yeah. I still don't know what to expect from Boston. I, don't, I do not think Detroit's going to be competing for anything. Right now, the only two teams I know in the Atlantic that are going to make the playoffs are Toronto and Tampa. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, regarding Boston, the one thing that, that I'm encouraged by is you all of a sudden see this, this group of youngsters moving in. Forrest Beckett, Carlson, uh, uh, Anders Bjork, who might make the team, McAvoy on, McAvoy on defense. I mean, you got you got young players moving in. It's not just like you know Dominic Moore and a bunch of old. Yeah, schools. but Krejci's going to miss thirty games like he always does, and it's great for like three years from now. But for now, you know, like there's Buffalo players, there's all these young players at once. You know, the Flyers. That's the issue the Flyers are going to have this year. There's a lot of young players at once. You know, they really are throwing a lot of young players at the same time out there. And yet, they, you know, it depends how good your veteran core is if you're going to make that work. You know, if you're going to still stay in the playoff hunt. You know. Um, you know, the Flyers have Giroux and Boracek, and they should have a pretty good veteran core from that, but, you know, depends on how that goes. Um, you know, in goaltending, you know, what's going to happen? Is Elliot going to be something for them? Is he going to be good? You know, who knows? But I do – Short short answer, no. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be a lot. But, you know, putting him – this is a very different kind of division, too. You know, it's, it's so hard to say. Like, Elliot was really good, I thought, on – a St. Louis team that played a lot more similar to way, the way the Flyers play than than the Flames do. You know, the Flames play a lot different kind of hockey. For me, in my in my opinion, I'm always I always look at the way goalies, certain goalies play in certain systems. Mm-hmm. And and he was good down the he was good down the stretch with Calgary, but then when they really needed him in the playoffs, he was terrible. So right. I mean, he's he's a very inconsistent guy. When he's on, he is yeah. really good. When he that's, is that's off, point, he is he is horrible. Yep. I mean, Ranger. You know, when it, I always try, you always try to look to the top groups. We're we're basically all saying that six teams or so are kind of set. You know, like we're talking about four teams in the East, two teams in the West, two teams, four teams in the Metro, two teams in the Atlantic. And and the experience will tell you that one of those six teams won't make it. Like that. That's right. what happens every year. Like one of those teams will fall off. Whether it's the Rangers, whether it's Columbus. You know, Columbus. I don't think it's Columbus. I just don't. Well, here and here's the cautionary tale, and like I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be negative. I just am. Um, everything went right with Toronto last year. No injuries. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, all over sixty points. Freddie Anderson. Everything went well. They, you know, they've lost a couple players in free agency. They've gained a couple. Marlowe was a big ad. Their defense is still not good enough. And if any of these kids who were rookies last year, take a step back, which sophomores sometimes do. Remember, this team made the playoffs in game 81. It is not guaranteed they're making the playoffs again. So everybody's hoping. Everybody sees the talent and says, oh, God, they're a lot. Nobody is a lot. And no, I, you know, I think if you, you're asking me right now if they're a playoff team, I say yes. If they were in the Metro, I wouldn't be saying yes. That's I mean, true. That's the difference. That's, like, uh, you're 100% right, Eck. Yeah, I mean, that's, where, that's why you sit there and you say, okay, you know, you look at the other division that they're with, and you say, who's going to knock them out of it, you know? Um, I don't think it's going to be Buffalo yet. I don't think it's going to be Boston. 
at this point. I, Florida is a big unknown. Florida could have yes, a year for sure. That could be. That's probably the best chance of a team knocking it out of it. Um, I, I think. I think Tampa is winning this division next year. I do too. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, I thought that too last year, but so do I. They won Vasilevsky's first year as a full-blown starter. There's some questions there, but it, I think they're the best team in that division. Otherwise, they're the best team. Yeah, they're one of the best teams in hockey. You know? But they didn't make the playoffs last year. That's the crazy thing. No, they were destroyed by injuries. Yeah, they got destroyed by injuries, and, and they could again get destroyed by injuries. But you know, they have a great coach. They have a great goalie. They have up and down the lineup. They're solid every which way. I mean, but could could it could you know? But like you say, Montreal could fall off. You know, you don't think that they're going to fall off with Carey Price, but I just don't have, like that team on paper. I I just don't like it. No, I mean they just lost Radulov, you know, and they haven't replaced that scoring, which was huge for them last game. Montreal, Montreal, and Russ and I will have, will have this argument every time we're both on the show. Um, Russ thinks that Montreal has gotten better on defense. I think they've gotten worse. I think, you know, Markov, Emelin, you out, and you've added uh, Alsner. And you, and Sergachev is not no longer in the organization. I think, you know, they have enough defensemen, like with guys like Jordy Ben, to plug the holes and be okay. But overall, I don't think their defense is, is as good, and they lost one of their better scorers in Radulov. I know that they added Drewland, but, you know, they they need, you know, Thomas Buchanitz to find the fountain of youth. They need they need another center, and, they're, and I don't know how they're going to get it. I just think that it's, it's, it's puzzling that they took their best prospect, who's a t- arguably top ten prospect in the league, and traded it for something they didn't need. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Joanna a lot. I do. I really like him. But they needed defensemen and they needed centers, and they didn't get either. Yeah, they didn't get either of those. And I, you know, and Duran, Lord knows. I mean, like he's been up and down. He's got all kinds of talent. He's got all kinds of skill. And and granted, they were looking for him. He's a French Canadian kid. There's a lot of good aspects to that too. I mean, that definitely plays into their decisions that they make. There's no. He's got to prove himself five on five. We know he is a dynamic, creative playmaker. He is going to put up points in the power play. He's got to prove himself at even strength. He's got to prove himself to Claude Julian. That's like to me. Yeah, that's good a, luck. Yeah, that's a thing. That, that's that's a, that's that's a great point. I had a I had a former player say that to me, yeah. um, that he was very skeptical of Drouin being a fit in Montreal with their coaching staff and the pressure he's going to be under because he's French Canadian. Yeah. yeah, I mean Claude Julian's going to ride in big time, and you know this is you know you can talk to like guys like Krejci in the past who going through this, you know that. He does. He rides his stars in a big way and expects them to be all over the ice. Expects them to be terrific players. No question Duran's got. Duran has no defensive side to his game. Yeah, I know. And you know, you know. Look, yeah. Galchenyuk and Julian weren't exactly a match. So this is going to be interesting. Well, I got two, two words for you. I got two words for you, Tyler Sagan. Because Ty, that was the that was the problem with Tyler. I mean, I know there was off the ice stuff with Tyler Sagan, but one of the problems, the big problem. Oh, there was off the ice stuff with Tyler. No, I, I I know that, but one of the one, but the on the ice problem was that he didn't trust him to put him at center and put him on right wing, playing with Bergeron and Marchand to cover his butt because they didn't think he was good enough defensively. Right. Now, Drouin, the, the same that was the same thing in terms of playing with more established players with John Cooper in Tampa. Where is that going to change? I, I think Julian is a is a hard-nosed coach, and he expects players to play two-way games. And if you don't, then I think you earn 
you know, a place in this doghouse. We know that Galchenyuk did after three games last year. Maybe it was even two. So, I mean, I think Julian is on this on the same course. He's got to play more responsible defensively. And if their plan is to move him to center, Christ. I mean, that's no. That's I don't think it is. I don't think it's it is. It's a little unfair to like to put Julian and Sagan in the same world because I mean, th- th- I'm not. They're I, similar. Let's throw the off the ice stuff away because honestly, if if he if if Sagan shows up and is respectful to Julian and then does all the stuff he's supposed to do, he's not going to be the first person who's had a crazy off the ice experience in Boston and the Boston Bruins have accepted. Okay, the Bruins have accepted things before that have happened up there. Yeah, but when you're waking up in gutters behind the purple Shanrock. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, it's speculation. You know what the you know, the problem was is he was an 18-year-old kid in a town that hasn't won a cup. There's a great hockey town and, you know, he won the cup on as an 18-year-old kid and that's, you know, he yeah. was the toast of the town. He was not no part of that team though. I mean, I covered that team. He was I mean, he was really a minor role part of that cup winning team for sure. Well, he was he was a minor he was a minor role, but I mean, remember the pictures of him and Brad Marchand at the at the casino with their shirts off. I mean, you know, he, he was enjoying it. So who hasn't taken their shirt off of Fox? Not either. I, I mean, mean, come on. You know, I mean if we had Instagram back in the seventies, you know, we would yeah, read the read the Derek Sand well watch the Dan- Derek Sanderson uh, documentary. We would have seen some things, trust me. Yeah, there's some, I've talked to plenty of yeah, Derek Sanderson's a funny one to mention because I've talked Esposito. to Talk to friends of his who said, you know, they are so thankful that cell phones didn't have cameras, you know, that cell phones didn't even exist in their era because, Lord, you know, like things that would have been shot on screen, you know, that Oilers team, we would have heard a lot about that Oilers team. But that Islanders team, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no question about it. So, I mean, all that stuff is, you know, I think that I know guys like Julian and, and even Neely and especially Neely and people like, you know, she, those guys would be very much okay with everything as long as it's, and, and what Duran does well is he's completely respectful to coaches. He is definitely one of those guys who shows up to work. Um, he, you know, the, all the stuff that people don't always Unless think. it's Syracuse. <laughs> right. Well, people, uh, the contractual stuff for sure, that, that aside, when he's under contract, he's there and he's, he's in, you know, he's in solid. Um, or that you know, for the most part, obviously, Mike was there in Syracuse when he didn't show up. But um, he heard Mike was coming. Why? Why would you show up? Why would you show up? Um, but probably a good time to change the subject. Hey, Thank you. Uh, I didn't even say his name. Sorry, I just spoke his name for, out of ran- randomly. Um, anyway, let's talk to um Sergey Gant- Sergey Gantner has been named the assistant coach of the Penguins as well, so he's joining Mark Recchi. Um, That's and, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a solid staff for sure. And I like where the Penguins are going with these kind of players that they brought in um, because they're, they're definitely going for the kind of players that are on the team. Like, Gonchar would fit very well with this team, this Penguins team. Recky would fit very well with this Penguins team. And uh, that's what's kind of interesting. The coaching has been so good on, in Pittsburgh. You know, they can you feel like they can lose these assistants. Like, you know, losing Tockett is not going to be a big deal. I'm not – I would send yesterday, Dan. I want kind of your opinion on Tockett. I'm not the biggest fan of this move by Arizona. Yeah, uh, I'm not either. Uh, And I don't dislike Rick Tockett. I just think with a team that young, I think you need you need a. I'm I'm all look. I'm all for you hire the best person who's available, regardless of their resume. I don't care if he's in the ECHL or college or whatever. If you think he's the best person for your team, you hire him. I just think you want someone with you needed a bigger name there, someone more established, someone who can work with maybe nine or ten rookies in the lineup. Arizona's got to take a step forward. They have to. 
Yeah, well, the funny thing is, the best guy that was available was probably the guy they fired, which was yes. And this, yes. and and the second, the second best guy would be somebody maybe like Lloyd Desjardins, who is could have, going to be coaching Team Canada for the Olympics. But, I mean, yeah. roster wise, I like what they've done in the off season. I just, it's time for them to take the next step. Well, a lot of the weight is going to be on those kids. I mean, it's going to be on Chickren. It's going to be on Domi and Duclair. It's going to be on Clayton Keller. It's going to be on Dylan Strome. That's an awful lot of youngsters. Now, yeah, yes, but guys like Stepan and, and Harlison are really going to take a lot of the pressure. And they haven't had that. They haven't had a veteran presence there who could actually still play hockey. No offense, True. Shane Doan. But they <laughs> actually have a veteran presence there now who have been through the ropes, who have played tons of playoff games, who can take some pressure off these kids. And the role of the dice right now is, is Auntie Ranta a number one goaltender? Because I think, you know, the funny thing is Mike Smith, with a bad team last year, did have a pretty decent year. He did. He did. So goaltending really wasn't a problem, but they they wanted to get the cap relief, and they're paying Ranta, I think, a million dollars when they were paying Mike Smith 5.3. So I think I don't know. Ranta is an affordable dice roll. I think he is a number one goalie. We're going to see right now. And But for a million bucks and one year left, I think it's a, it's a reasonable dice roll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, the score is reporting – that according to Bill Daly, the Blackhawks don't want to put um, Marion Hossa on LTIR until the season starts. Um, this is a little bit surprising because the, the Blackhawks are negative right now in cap space. They're uh, apparently, from all indications, are like $30,000 over <laughs> um, going into this year. Um, Hossa does not look likely to play this year. I mean, it, it, it seems as if, you know, from all indications, but they're not – they're still not doing it. They're still, they're holding out some hope basically for him and hoping that it either works out in some way, shape or form. And uh, that, that's the hope, you know, I, and I think that, you know, it, I'm, I'm glad that they're not doing it, but it also will give Chicago some interesting cap space once the whole season starts, because once they actually do this, they could be in the running for some players that are still out there or perhaps, you know, to pick up a trade, you know, like I've heard, I've heard that they have, they have interest in that in Chicago. You know, like that's but do they have do they have the prospects to get Matthew Shane? It's a good question. Do they have a young no. defenseman? Do they have a top? You know, they don't. Yeah. Short answer is no. No, they don't. They don't. They, they don't have a. They don't have a number one young prospect defenseman who would would really you know fit what say Columbus or the Islanders or Nashville or some other team. That, uh, apparently, you can make the offer that Zach wants and still not get him anyway. So. Right. Absolutely. But, this is the thing that's interesting because of this you know, cap situation with Chicago because Toronto is going through the same thing. And I wrote about it earlier this week about Connor Brown, who's an RFA. And, uh, you know, right now the way the, the, way the, uh, the, the cap situation is, the Leafs are like $3.9 million over the cap, but they have 10% over the cap to sign them. And then um, Cap Friendly came out and said that actually the Leafs don't have enough room to sign Connor Brown and then James Myrtle. If Athletic came out uh, yesterday and said that uh, the Leafs, uh, if they if they put someone on LTIR during the summer, which they can do, that opens up that opens up the cap space. And that and Lou Lamorello said that today. He says we have long term somebody on long term injury during the summer, which I would assume means Nathan Horton because he's never going to play. Again. But that's you know. So there is finagling there that can open up space. And if Chicago wants to do it with Hosa, they can do it. And if they don't want to do it with Hosa and wait till the season, they can do that too. Yep, yep. All right, finally, our buddy Pete Weber has 
some get some honors, you know, and he's a friend of the shows and a great guy. One of my favorite people in all of the sport, honestly, he's had so much fun hanging out, eating dinners with him before the Stanley Cup finals games. Cause he would tell you stories like you couldn't believe. Um, anyway, he's been the Preds. He was originally the Preds play by play guy on TV. Now he's on radio. Um, but he was named the 2016 Tennessee sportscaster of the year by the national sports media association. Um, and, uh, this, this, and then followed that, he was named as an inductee into the Buffalo Broadcasters Association Hall of Fame class of 2017. Mike, which is, um, you know, remember, people don't realize that, you know, Pete, before he was with the Predators, was a member of the Sabres Broadcasting Organization. And before that... He's also a huge, he's a big friend of the Isles Buzz podcast, too. He's been on, I believe, three or four times, so... He's amazing. Um, he's just, like, he's, a, he's, he's spent a large time of his career in Buffalo, was also... Um, was with the LA Kings and actually before that the Seattle Supersonics, which is kind of funny like that that's where Pete started his career. But um from nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety eight he was he was in Buffalo. Um yep and, yep. and he's a member of the Buffalo Bisons Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, so hats off to Pete, you know, if you're watching the show, we really we honor you too as into the hockey buzz hall of fame for sure. <laughs> if we had such a thing. But uh, Pete's Pete's absolutely just as classy as guys you can have. Um, remember, guys, uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. So remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for watching. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.